show season two what do we say we are on episode six i am sean gankars with justin chasmore i want to give adam the italian stallion intro again but i used all my energy the first time so i'll get the half effort on that but adam tiden once again welcome back how we doing it's great to be here boys great to be a part of it i'm excited to be here i love to hear it um we are going to start Little baseball, mainly NL wild card before we get into our football talk and um, National League. American League not changed much. NL wild card, kind of see the gap closing, starting to see a few more teams falling out. Uh, you don't have five teams within one game of each other, as we saw last week. My Brewers, who I was on last week, really disappointing me. Um, Chaz called it their lack of pitching. Um, but Chaz, your Phillies here now, two games out. How do you feel? I'm I'm still feeling all right. Um, Bryce Harper just hit a go-ahead two-run homer against the against the Red Sox over the monster. So just took the lead. So big swing from Bryce. I think um, Bryce is getting hot at the right time. JT Romito is getting hot at the right time. I know they're two games out, but I think they can catch the Cubs. I don't know about the Nats. The Nats are playing. Arguably some of the best baseball in the league, um, scoring 43 runs over a three-game span is just absolutely incredible. And the fact that they lost one of those games is, I think, even more incredible, where they put up 14 runs. But not to mention Washington getting Steven Strasburg back as well. Um, I mean, the Mets are going to be there, though. Your Brewers will be around. But like I said, they're pitching. I think it's going to hurt them, and, and they're going to fade out. And, I mean, Arizona and San Fran and Cincy, they're, I don't know worry about them. I think it's a three-team race, um, Cubs, Mets, and Phillies, and possibly the Brewers for that second wild card. And I'm, I'm still going to stay. I said in the beginning of the year the Phillies will be in the playoffs as a wild card, and I'm sticking with it. I think they get in as that second wild card and play that game in Washington. First of all, first of all, uh, yes. that was – an absolute bomb by Bryce Harper that walk off grand slam, fantastic. Witnessed it, baby. Is that a season? Is that a season saving type of hit? Yeah, Spark. That's big time. And hey, that's why yes. you're paying, man. It is. It is. That's big time. Um, I mean, go on, Adam. So my my only thing is, first of all, I think you're sleeping on the Mets a little bit, Chazzy. I know Thank you, you love your. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. Thank I you. Said it, I said it. I said it last week. I know I'm you love your Phillies. Not, I'm not sleeping Mets. on the Mets at all. They're I've been on the Mets all year. Um, I think the Phils are one year away from really being good contenders, but I could see them sneaking in. I agree. Yeah. Um, the thing with the Nationals for me is that they're getting Scherzer back, right? He's coming back within yep. a couple weeks. Or... Him and Strauss. No, he's back like now. He's oh. back. Strauss is about to be back too. Damn. Yeah, so that's kind of where he is. The Nats. But I think I think they could take out the Cubs. The Cubs don't really have the pitching they've had the past couple of years. So I, I'm kind of with you there. Yeah, I I am definitely not sleeping on the Mets. I've I'd said all year I've, I've loved them. I think McNeil going on DL and Cano was going to hurt them. Yeah, but they're they're still only two games out. And, I mean, they have arguably the best one, two, three in the league between them and the Nets. So I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's, it's going to be the Mets or the Phillies. I think is the same. See, here's where I'm starting to beg to differ here because the past two weeks on the show I've been hyped on the Mets and. I don't think I got the same return from Chaz since I'm hearing from him right now. <laughs> and 
it is very questionable because I think the Mets won the trade deadline and make the moves to get the pitchers they made. And, I mean, got a couple young rookie hitters that are great in that lineup. But their pitching, if they could find a way to sneak into the playoffs, their pitching could take them somewhere yeah. to the point where I'm not surprised they even slide into the championship series and they could sneak into the playoffs. Well, that was the bold move with Chaz, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And now he's starting to learn. I've I've learned I learned day one. This lineup has been good all season, and their pitching has been good all year. They just traded for Strowman, so obviously they, they just got better. Um, I'm not saying they're gonna. I still I said two weeks ago they weren't going to be a playoff team. I still don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but I think that they're going to be battling with the Phillies for that last wild card spot. And maybe it's because I'm a Phillies fan. I'm going to say the Phillies get in, but. I really think the Phillies sneak in. Um, I do think the Phillies sneak in too. Yeah, I agree. Honestly. I agree. They find a win. <laughs> Honestly, I think yeah, both. <laughs> I think they do. Shut that trap. <laughs> but I don't know. I I got shut down a lot when they talk about the match now. All of a sudden, yeah. No, well, no, no. I'm I'm about to bring I, up some I, quotes from some old shows. I shut it down when you said that they would make the NLCS and that they would beat, and then when. They would beat the Braves. With their pitching, it's not What are you talking about, bro? You're telling me with the Mets pitching. That pitching gets into the playoffs and wins a wild card game that they couldn't beat the Braves. I don't think they'd beat the Braves. No, I don't either. No. I think you guys are nuts. I think they're pitching. <laughs> I, th- I think their pitch- pitching will put that young Braves lineup to shame in a playoff game. No. All right. All right. Think These best guys have pitched well recently, but they haven't performed in the playoffs. The Braves, what, they got bounced last year, right? They made it. Braves just took two or three from the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yanks are about Braves to take. Are legit. Yanks are about to take a sweep from the Dodgers this weekend. Oh, that where is that? New York or LA? No, it's in LA. Yanks are fucked. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I mean, them Reds. Huh? Not for nothing though. Oh, enough about your Reds. Uh, you know, I wanted to bring up that you're a Reds fan, <laughs> but I thought I'd save you the embarrassment. And I did it. <laughs> I did it. Now, now you're going to talk about it. Yeah, they're seven and a half back, guys. Watch yeah, we're going to let that one go. We're just going to not. Yeah, there's six games under 500, but we actually want to talk about a big series. I mean, that Yankee Dodgers series, you got two teams that are literally tied for the best record in baseball right now. And. That can mean everything come World Series time. Yeah. This series right here. And, yeah, even if it's not – I mean, for record-wise, it's not going to do any – well, obviously, it'll affect the record. But if, say, the Yankees go out there and win two or three in L.A., like, it's going to send a message. And they're definitely going to be – if they meet again in October, they're definitely going to be thinking about it. Yeah. Um AL, real quick, actually. So now I kind of want both your opinions. Um, I'm determined the AL's coming down between the Yankees and the Astros. And I'm determined whoever has home field advantage and that LCS is going to win that series. I need to hear your guys' stand on this. Hey, I'll let you go first. All right. Yeah, so my thing is, you know, obviously the Twins are a little young. I don't know if they win the post. I like the Twins. But, yeah. yeah. I don't know. You know I'm not I'm not – that high on them. I wouldn't sleep on the Indians, though. Francona always has a good team come postseason time. Right. Um, yeah. Again, they're not as good as they have been, but I, I got to agree with you there. I mean, I think it's Yanks, Astros, and ALCS. And I, the Yankees, I just pitching wins in the playoffs, so I'd have to go with Astros there personally. 
Whether the Yankees have home field or not. Yeah, I'm, I'm Astros all the way. Okay. I, just, I really think they're going to win that. Okay. Yeah, and my, my biggest thing is I've been on the Yankee train all year saying that they're, they're the best, they have the best team. They've won games while they were hurt. And I feel like a broken record when I say that. But, and they just keep winning, and they're still not full, full strength. And, I mean, I know they're getting Severino back. But that Granky Maybe. deal. They've been getting Severino back for three weeks now, so I haven't seen <laughs> yeah. the fucking guy. Uh, I mean, a little, that, a little salty over there, gang? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not happy. Uh, that Granky deal, I think, just put this Astros team at least as the front runner in the AL because of the pitching in the playoffs. And uh, I, I was all Yankees until that deadline when they got Granky. But um, in a seven-game series, I think the Astros, no matter where it is, I think yeah, I think the Astros beat them. I and uh, I I really want to say the Yankees. Like I I'm a huge fan of the Yankees, but I just don't trust their pitching. I almost want to be biased, but at the same time, when I watched that Yankees Astros series a couple of years ago in the LCS, that one sold me that the home team is always going to win that game. Okay. And, the Astros, who were the home team, you know, 2-3-2 two, two series, went up 2-0. Yankees won three in a row before the Astros closed it out. And they even asked, I want to say it was Alex Bregman. I forget who it was, but they asked one of their bigger players on the team what happened in Yankee Stadium. He straight up said that crowd rattled us. And, you know, they've been there before a couple of years ago, so maybe they're adjusted to it right now, but – that is one series I think home field is key. And when the Astros made the move for Granky, I thought for sure they were going to run away with the AL. And the fact that the Yankees still have a two-game lead on them could be my biasness leaping in, but I was not planning on to be at this point. And now I'm back all in on this team where I think they'll find a way to represent the AL. Gank, I mean, I, the one thing I will give you is I think Aaron Boone is thinking the same thing you are. Is they need to get home field advantage, and that's why they still have it. Um, so I think if they can at least get that number one seed, they have a decent chance. But I think if the Astros get it, they're in serious trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah, that's fair. I think Adam brought up an Indians team that's kind of flying under the radar. Hey, man. Um, don't sleep on Terry. Been cold, but pitching stuff in don't sleep Don't on Terry. Uh, what's his name? Shane Beaver? Kicky kind of deal. He's a beast. <laughs> Kicky kind of deal. And I I mean, I think the Indians are the best team in that division. The Twins just hit home runs like it's nothing. But in terms of an all-around team, I like the Indians more than the Twins. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with the, with the Twins in that one. For the division, Adam. Um, well, for two and a half I game think... lead for the Twins right now. Yeah, I see that there. The, I mean, the Indians I... had them. The Indians had them. They were tied after I... the Indians went into Minnesota and won three or four. I like the only thing I would say is the Indians have a chance to do some if they win that division. I I think towards the last couple of weeks the Twins might collapse a little and the Indians take over that Twins go to the AL wild card and then they get bounced maybe by a hotter team. That's what. There it is. I like it. Um, no, no, that that division race is going to be very, very fun until the last week of the season. Do they play each other again? I'm assuming they do. I would imagine they so. Have, yeah, they have to. Yeah. 
I should bring up an Indian schedule right now. <laughs> Find out one. Oh, I hope it's the last three games. <coughs> I hope it is, too. It would all come down to that. Mm-hmm. That would be a great series. That would be something to watch. Yankees should clinch soon. The Rays just surprisingly 74 and 54, man. I mean, the Rays quietly won over 90 games last year, too. <laughs> That's what people forget. And didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, didn't make the playoffs. It's, it's wild. I mean, the Indians, they got the Royals, they got the Tigers coming up. They're going to have a chance to win some games before a huge series in Tampa Bay. Oh, um, weekend series, September 13th, 14th, 15th. Indians home for three against the Twins. Is that home. the last time? What's up? That's the last time they play. Uh, I'm trying to – yeah. Wow. And then the weekend after, it looks like they're home against your fighting film, but – <laughs> Dude, that's um, that's a huge, it's <laughs> a massive series. Huge wow, series. That's, gonna, that's gonna decide some wild card in Yeah, that's yeah, that's gonna have a lot going on. First, we gotta get through the Yankees, Dodgers. <sighs> but let's switch gears here now. We'll go to football. Um, I'm before, excited. Yeah, I know. Let the fans know week one. Let them, let them know, Adam. What are you going to say? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, bud. What are you going to say, buddy? So, so, I'll just give a little background. Me and Gannon, you know, <laughs> he, he tried to throw a little shade in our uh, group chat for our fans. Uh, I, I try to throw a lot. He tries to come at us, <laughs> talks about the ring. He's never won it. <laughs> tells, tells me he's going to give me a nice uh, big loss the first week. And I just tell him, it's just like a tune-up game. The boys are going to come out. They're going to play the first half. Then they're going to sit. 56 <laughs> nothing. I'm not worried about it. Just so everyone watching this knows, I could not be less worried. That's all I have to say on it. Adam, let me ask you something. How long have you been in this league? Uh, I'm not sure about that. How many times have you placed in this league? That's low numbers. Okay. All I know is you've been in this league the better part of three or four years longer than me, and I'm pretty sure I've placed two times more than you have already. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Uh, yeah, it's the money list. I may not have the ring yet, but I got you beat on the money yeah. list, and that's why we play. <laughs> that's all right. You're like the Buffalo Bills, bro. You ain't winning it. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. It's nice yeah. knowing you're 0-1 already, though. <laughs> Excited for that first week. Keep the fans posted. I'll set the line at me, minus 12 and a half. <laughs> teams um, aren't even drafted yet. Yeah, right? Teams aren't drafted. <laughs> I got to play in the <laughs> – Absolutely incredible. Oh, but there's Adam, a line out. Th- oh, there's a line out. Are you kidding me? Just no by teams. T- just by no pa- teams, there's a line. Past history, I have to be a favorite over Adam. This guy's talking like he's the Patriots that have won like three of four. You're <laughs> talking like I'm scared about Larry Fitzgerald coming at me on the other team. Because <laughs> if there is one person I ever met that's drafted Larry Fitzgerald in fantasy for five years straight, it's you. Oh, and, to sounds... be, and to be honest, you're not going to do it this year. This is probably the best year you can draft Larry Fitzgerald. I'll start this fantasy conversation with him right now, actually. Okay. This is how it starts. This new offense, Larry Fitzgerald, who's with Cliff Kingsbury, Kyle, Kyler Murray at quarterback, and Larry seems – pretty comfortable and loves the new offense and 
he understands as a rookie quarterback from interviews I heard that Kyler Murray has this huge understanding of an all, this offense that, you know, maybe not many NFL defenses are used to seeing. And a lot of people are expecting that even as long as he's been in the NFL, they can see a big year from Larry Fitz. So, Adam, you've obviously been a bigger fan of than anyone with him when it comes to fantasy. How do you feel about your boy well, this year? Let's start off with he's a great locker room guy. That's why we drafted him for years. <laughs> he's by example. All right. You know, that's number one. Number two, I don't see the Cardinals having a big year. I could see it being one of those like James Winston type things where they put up good fantasy numbers, but Kyler Murray struggles to actually produce. But right. I think sling the rock. That's kind of where I'm at. You know, they're not going to run it. They're going to throw a lot. Larry is just always open because he's the man. No, they're going to run it. Whether they run it effectively, it will be the question. Yeah. David Johnson's going to see the ball a lot. Yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, he's going to. Yeah. He did – they were horrible last year, and he still saw the rock a lot. Yeah, well, that's because they had no – they have no one else, I guess. But, I don't know. I mean, going off the whole offense thing, too, like, every – I feel like a few of these coaches every few years come in, like Chip Kelly, those kind of guys – they try to bring their college offense in. It just doesn't work. But it seems – Oh, yeah, the can opening. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a land shark lager. Nice adult beverage. Um, <laughs> Adam, tell me if I'm wrong, though. I feel like guys like Chip Kelly that do that, I feel like it works year one. But then it'll never work again once you got tape on it. Okay. Some early success. Yes. Don't have to got it. I agree with that. They don't know exactly how to go about it. Um, yeah, I mean, Nick Foles did great with Chip Kelly year one, right? Like 27 touchdowns. I mean, he had, he had a seven-touchdown game, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that, that's a good point, I mean, fantasy-wise, yeah. So, I, I and, can see it. I mean, this is – see, during this podcast, I like to kind of pick Travis's brain during fantasy because I got to get him to talk during it. So, I ask the questions I want to ask him. And now, I'm gonna ask, now, now I'm asking both of you guys because, well, I mean – David Johnson, me personally, I think this Cliff Kingsbury offense, it seems like he's going to have a heavy workload. So he's going to have a heavy workload. Um, do you trust him on your team this year, though? My starting yeah. I want Travis to take this one first. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, he's a top eight player. He's going to get drafted top eight whether you want him or not. Um, I actually had a draft last night, and I – I, I took him, um, and he's going to be used. And whether he's effect, he's going to be more effective this year than last year, I'm not saying that I'm out to, to get him. Uh, you know, He's not my number one choice, but I would be comfortable with him being my number one just because of how much, I, how much he has been used, and I think his productivity is going to be much better this year than, than last year. Adam? Yeah, I mean, I think Chaz, I think Chaz could be right, especially in a PPR league, which obviously, you know, most people play in. It's just he's going to see all the touches. So what does it really matter? As long as he can stay healthy. That's why I, the only reason I would stay away from him is because first couple rounds, you really got to get somebody who's just going to be consistent, healthy, put up points. And he doesn't stay healthy all the time. So I don't know if I can trust him in that regard. So I would probably stay away from him personally. I'd take a better receiver maybe who's more consistent, like DeAndre Hopkins or – Devontae Adams, but that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, well, here's the thing. If Zeke isn't signed by the time we draft, 
there's a decent chance David Johnson's not getting past me at three this year. Yeah. David um, jo- you heard it here first. David Johnson's um, taint liquor. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> he might be. I mean, if, if Zeke signed, then I'm taking, you know, Saquon, Kamara, yeah. Zeke, whatever one falls to me. But if Zeke's still not signed and there's question marks, there's a very decent chance I'm taking David Johnson at three. And I have no problem saying that because if Fush or Jake want to try to snake me and take David Johnson at one or two and let Saquon Kamara fall to me, then that's their loss. But yeah. I'm, I'm pretty confident Saquon and Kamara are going one or two in this draft. So, but I think from what I've been hearing and from what I've been seeing, I mean, they're going to be running. Kyler Murray can run the ball. You're going to see a lot of RPOs. He's going to be get David Johnson's going to be getting the ball a lot from him. Um, even check down screens. Like, it's that type of offense. It's a spread yeah. offense where they're going to open up the screen and kind of just open up the field for David Johnson to run with it. And I personally think he'll have the best year he's had in two, three seasons. Yeah, you keep banking on David Johnson. I feel like he lets fantasy guys down consistently, so I'm, I'm not there. All right, well, this is Erie. Let's list some up. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is why I'm in the playoffs every year and you're not, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, gang. I love it. Um, what are your thoughts on Kyler Murray fantasy, though? We're two quarterback leagues. Yeah. I'll, no, I'll actually start, so I will make you guys give your thoughts first. I'll give you my thoughts first if you want to take my brain. But, we don't want to, gang. <laughs> good. Um. <laughs> No, Kyler Murray to me is, I think, an overhyped product in terms of fantasy this year. Um, we're a two-quarterback league. I do not hate him as a third option, but if I'm in a point where I have to start Kyler Murray in my fantasy team, two-quarterback league, that means I have a problem somewhere. Um, I think he's good for – I'll give him 20 touchdown passes this year. He'll maybe run for another four or five more, but I could see him turning the ball over a decent amount of times. Um, the pass yards aren't going to be there. He will have some rush yards, but I see him maybe 3,500 pass yards, 500 rush yards. I don't think he's a guy you want to draft to bank on and carry your team. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with you there, Gank. I don't see him having a great year one. A lot of QBs who don't great statistic rookie year um i mean i think he's just one of those guys like we had every year like baker last year or Goff a couple years ago where you just kind of draft him late maybe have a keeper for the next year at least for our league specifically uh but count on him to produce fantasy points every week even in a two qb league i i don't think that that's a safe bet yeah I'm, i mean i'm with you guys i think i have a little more confidence in him but i'm not gonna take him as Banking on him being my everyday second quarterback for the whole season, I think he's a guy that you pick after you you, you pick a, a QB two, and then you pick Kyler a little bit after that with hopes that he he could outperform him. Um, but in reality, he probably won't. And then worst comes to worst, you have a good keeper option. Yeah, it's the Cardinals' offense is scary this year, but which scares on paper, me with, on paper on paper. Which scares me why I like David Johnson so much, but he's out there. When it's all said and done, though, I got money that Larry Fitzgerald's on Titans, too. Oh, yeah. No there doubt. it is. There it is. He'll be on your team. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> We're around. Do you get drafted fifth round again? <laughs> uh, two locks for Adam's roster. 
every single year. Larry Fitzgerald and Giovanni Bernard. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> one year. One year I used Jeremy Hill and Joe Bernard because I didn't know which one was going to Every stop. week. It down. Those are his two running backs. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're both in Cincinnati. Yeah. And you wonder why they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, it was the Tevin Colt. They were starting them both. They played on the same team. Gank, he did it with Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman. Yep. <laughs> Adam, where does this strategy come from? Was... Uh, to be, all I can say is these were late weeks. We were probably four and seven hanging on by a thread. <laughs> um, but to be fair to you guys, I just, with our league, I just cannot figure it out for some reason. I'm pretty decent in leagues, but just. Uh... It's incredible because you are always very, very bad in our league to be. And then yeah. you're always really good in Carlos League. Yeah, I mean, I, I won like, Carlos League last year. Yeah, AT like, went and won the championship in Carlos League. Yeah, and then came in like ninth in ours. I think you guys are bullshitting me because I see AT in our league, and I find it hard to lose. This kid <laughs> Dude, it's in, it's incredible. Okay. All right, gang. Keep talking. Can't wait I mean, episode, like, dude, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Adam, Adam's saying how, like, you know. He starts these guys in their four and seven hour league. I'm pretty sure he drafted Gio Bernard, Jeremy Hill, and had them start in week one. <laughs> I'm pretty confident <laughs> that was the case. He probably did. <laughs> Again, remember that time when we had our draft? You said everyone's guy was a bust, and then you went like one and 12. Yeah, that, that was the one year I missed the playoffs. Been in it every other year. Yeah, but that, I did. That was the year that we, that we drafted the Doyles, and every single one of my picks, Gank was like, bust, bust, bust. Guess who won the league, bud? Me. <laughs> Dude, that what scares, that's what scares me about having our draft at the bars because every other time we did a draft, it wasn't at the bar. I made the playoffs. And one time we went to a bar for a draft, I came in dead last. Yeah, it's because you get too hammered. I, can't handle the pressure, bud. Someone said we get too hammered, but I was way too high last year. I was high as a fucking <laughs> kite during this draft. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, my first five, six rounds, I was fine. And then after that, I started, you know, smoking a blunt, doing this. And you look at my five, six rounds to start, and it's pretty good. And those are like my starters all year. They carried me to the playoffs. My bench just varied all season, waiver wire, because I had no clue what I was doing. Hey, but- at, least, at least you didn't draft Jarek McKinnon in the fifth round when he had a torn ACL. When he was on the pup. <laughs> I mean, not for nothing. I was high, not retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you gotta know your facts. When are we gonna make fun of Jake for not keeping Joe Mixon? Yeah, that's oh, a nice I was question. waiting for the lock. I was waiting for him to lock. We need to put a Twitter poll up on like the BS Show website and say if you could keep Mitch Trubisky in the twelfth round or Joe Mixon in the fourth, who would you keep? It's Joe Mixon all day. Yeah, it's gotta think... be Joe Mixon all day, just to prove a point. Dude, Incredible, even, even like Mission the twelfth is fine. I mean, two could be leagued to be fair to him, but like Mixon is gonna be a stud this year. That's the first rounder in our draft. Yeah, like I would I would think about Mixon over a lot of running backs. I don't know, man. See, I, I ha I have the text to prove it. Um text with Joe Haynes, but like I said, if Zeke's, you know, not there. David Johnson's number one on my list, but I told him I was like, "Don't be surprised if I shock the whole crowd and go Joe Mixon." You would? Would you take Mixon? Wow. Be on three? I would take Mixon at three. If Zeke's like I said, if Zeke's not signed, I'm leaning David Johnson, but Joe Mixon's the only other one in that picture. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. 
know about that one. That's a little bit crazy, I think. But right. he's got to get the ball. Yeah, like, you're right. They literally have honest, no one else. To be honest, to be getting the ball as much as like guys like Saquon and Christian McCaffrey to be getting it this year. Yeah, whether he's running it or catching it, and I don't know. He's high on my list. Um, we had the whole drama yesterday with uh, Jack and the whole trades in our league. Oh yeah, this and that. Man, and to be honest. To be honest, uh, it was just me and Jack were talking about swapping spots. I, I don't like the idea of swapping spots, but, you know, he was talking about it. I think I was able to use 10th pick at my advantage a little better this draft. And to be honest, that 10th pick that tenth pick started with me getting Joe Mixon, but now that I really think about it, I don't think Joe Mixon's even falling to 10 in our nah, draft. With our keepers, too, he won't, he won't be there. There's no way. So I figure at that point, if I traded down to 10 and then didn't even get him, I'm like, everything would have just been thrown off. So there's no way. Wait, All right, we're that with Le'Veon Bell this year. You literally – I don't. I. I just. I was just gonna ask you that. So now you got to answer. <laughs> yeah, me and Gank gave our thoughts last episode. Yeah, we. Um... I'm up. Okay. All right. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you're up. I'm up. So I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna take a pretty big jump here. I think he's gonna be back to a couple years. I am huge on Le'Veon Bell this year. Um. I, I. I said this. I said this when we talked about him. I said you are either like Adam or you're all in on him yeah. or you're all out. There's no in between. I really think he's going to come back fresh. Like as a running back like that, you don't lose your skills that you have. You know what I mean? You come back more fresh, if anything. I think I don't see the Jets have a great offense, so they're going to use him any way they can. Adam Gase is a pretty good offensive mind too. PPR league, I mean, the guy just produces when he's healthy. So, And I think he will be. So I, I like him a lot this year. I would put him – like you were talking about, if, if Zeke still holds out, I would put him above David Johnson personally and probably everyone else besides the McCaffrey, Kamara, Barkley. Yeah, McCaffrey Van Kett is killing me in this league. <laughs> <laughs> killing me. Who kept him, Keys? Keys has him in round two. Keys is like low-key not bad at fantasy football. No, he's not. I think he studies more than we think. Yeah, I think that's true. He's a pretty good numbers guy. Because he's always in there. Yeah, very good with numbers. His team should have won the league two years ago. Yeah, I remember that. But, Adam, Le'Veon Bell, I have always liked this year. Um, Slowly starting to buy into him more than I originally have as these drafts are getting closer. Because, I mean, when when you take a young quarterback and your best weapons are running back, he's going to get the ball. Yeah. He's yeah. going to get the ball, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the same way I feel about David Johnson, as we talked about with Kyler Murray. And I just yeah. think I just think David Johnson's going to be a little bit more successful than Le'Veon Bell this year. I'll tell you right now, I'm not taking Le'Veon Bell at three, but I do, I do think he could have a very good year, fantasy wise. Yeah, I mean, I'm also looking at some rankings. Like you got. You got guys like he's ranked close to Leonard Fournette, like carry on Johnson. I don't, I don't agree with that, man. I mean, Le'Veon Bell is an absolute stud. He just held out last year because he wanted to get paid, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm all for Le'Veon Bell this year. And I think, like you, receiver, I mean, he's not a bad receiver by any means, but Sam Donald's going to throw it, but he'll also be able to 
dump it off to him. So I would definitely pick Sal High. What about your thoughts on me saying my bold statement, Jamison Crowder over there at the Jets is going to catch 80 passes from Sam Darnold this year if you want him in a PPR league? So I'm going to be honest with you. I would love to say that that is just absolutely ridiculous and call you an absolute moron like I am. <laughs> I really would. Do all these two. But, but what? And I cannot hate that statement as much as you would think, simply because I've had that guy a few years in fantasy, and he's not a big name, but he quietly he catches some the football. Great, great years with the Redskins, like PPR wise, fans like deceiving. <laughs> He catches the football. I'm not saying the guy's going to go for 1,400 no, yards, no, but, no. like, he catch, like, 70-yard guy. Yeah. That's what he is. Little Julian Edelman. <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah. It's, it's, well, except Julian's, like, 10 for 110. Yeah, yeah. He'll be in the slot, I assume, a lot. I'm not sure exactly, but – and with Darnold's second year, I, I think – I mean, going off of that, Sam Darnold's just going to be legit. So, you put him with him, he can he can slip him. Imagine keeping Sam Darnold in, like, the 12th or 13th round. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, why? Is that your keeper? No, no, no. It could have been someone on this podcast as keeper, though. No, I am very comfortable with Edelman in the eighth. Edelman in the eighth is... He's going in the third. Yeah, that's a... Edelman's going to go off this year. No Gronk. Have you, heard... have you seen his stats without Gronk? I saw a stat the other day. He's, he's, he, like, if it was a full season, it'd be like 1,600, 1,700 yards without Gronk's last 16 games. Yeah, you guys are forgetting something about New England now. What is it? They got a yeah, couple guys to throw the first. ball. To... Yeah, but they got a couple other guys to throw the ball there, too. Uh, it'll be fun. I mean, Josh Gordon's there. People he was there last bring... year. People last keep... year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, but he got suspended. Now he's back. He's there for a full 16-game season. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm, just, hold on. I'm not done yet, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> not done yet. You just tried to tell me. That Josh Gordon's actually going to play 16 games? How much money do you want to put on that? What are you talking about? Josh Gordon playing 16 games? Oh, let's go. Yeah, I'm, all, me, I'm on for this. Give me 14 games. I don't you even said, think You said 16. I don't think he'll play that. I, I think you know he'll Give play. me 14 games then. I don't even think that, dude. But I will That's a whole other. I mean, I, I just. Give me 14. I don't <laughs> think so. Maybe. I don't think so, though. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. I interrupted your thought that was probably but, more ridiculous than the one before. I don't think it's really that ridiculous, but there is a receiver that had an injury in Houston last year but just got cleared off the pup list to Marius Thomas, who's also in New England, to take some targets away from Edelman. Dude, I'm not worried about him at all. Yeah, I – no. What is he – The Keel Harry, Bill Belichick used a first-round draft pick on a wide receiver for the oh. first time in how long? That one I will give you. That one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's, I there's some, but he, there but he's some a completely talent at different... that wide receiver position. Right, but Gordon and Nikhil Harry are both completely different receivers than Edelman. Edelman's a little safety blanket that just runs crossing routes and catches every damn thing. He is. Uh, so he's going to get – Gordon and, and Nikhil Harry could go off. Edelman is going to get his – Seven for seventy or whatever, and that's that's all I need. Yeah, he's, he an, eight, he's an eighth round pick. He will. That's yeah. fine. He's an eighth round pick. That for could me. that could be your flex, man. Yeah. He will. I mean, I'm just, I'm just not as high on Edelman as everyone else is. I'm saying. not. I'm not. I was. I don't think I am either. But in the eighth round, I like he's going yeah, in the third. It's, 
eighth round's good value. He is a third, fourth round pick, yeah. like early, fourth, latest. Eighth round is good value. And I was a lot higher on Edelman two weeks ago than I was now because two weeks ago I was not expecting Demarius Thomas to be cleared and Josh Gordon to be cleared for that matter. And that's what kind of faded me on Edelman a bit. Um, I mean, you get him, like you said, eighth pick PPR league because whether his yards are there or not, he's good for eight to ten catches a game. And that's enough in the PPR league. I, I am fading Edelman a bit with all these receivers coming back for New England. What do you mean all so, these receivers? Like two weeks two weeks ago, Demarius Thomas wasn't expected to be ready, and no one thought Josh Gordon would be clear to play week. Bro, has Demarius Thomas caught a pass in like three years? <laughs> Demarius Thomas caught numerous pass. Yes. What? <laughs> no, I don't know. He's been in Italy. I still – I had watched such little football the past couple of years, so I'm still trying to figure out what's good. I mean, for like for the past five years, Samarius Thomas has been well over 1,000 yards, over like 1,300 yards. I'll have to figure that out. Go look at those numbers. Go bring up his stats. All right. Oh, I believe you. Go bring it up. He's been very well relevant. But okay. okay. Getting old. I'm just saying. He, oh, he is getting old. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm really not worried about him. Gordon Gordon will be their deep threat and he'll be their, their big play touchdown guy. But Edelman will still be will still be Edelman. They got James White stealing catchers now too. James White uh, stole everything last year too, and Edelman was still a monster. Yeah. James White had like ten catches a game last year. You had James White last year, right? Yeah, I rode him the whole year. I think we talked about this question and PPR league, I think the obvious answer is James White. But Adam, James White or Sony Michelle, who you're riding for terms of Patriots running back. I, I know they took Sony Michelle last year in the first round. I get it. I do not trust any runner in that offense though. Like James White will get his. I do not trust Sony Michelle. Uh, so I would 100% do James White, not even close. Maybe, I mean, non-PPR league, obviously different, but PPR league, right. definitely James White. PPR league has to be James yeah. White. Um, Sonny Michelle's kept in that league. Yeah, your brother, right? Yeah, he's, he's kind of his only option after a year he has. <laughs> after that last place. Huh? Yeah, didn't he go like 1-12? <laughs> uh, who might have thought? But. He might have won two weeks, but I will say this. He beat me week one. I that. Yeah. And that and then lost like ten weeks in a row. <laughs> I just watched it all happen. I'm like, how the hell did you beat me week one? <laughs> you put up like two hundred twenty points though. He was a better gang, bro. Uh, <laughs> I mean <laughs> for, for week one he was. Week one he was. I don't know. Oh, I'm so excited to get for gang to drink dude. I'm just gonna every one of his picks bust. Bust. Good. <laughs> Good. Good. Keep thinking that. Oh, my God. See, I got a plan for this here. Yeah, okay. The gank plan. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. If Zeke doesn't sign, I don't have a plan, to be quite <laughs> honest with you. Yeah, it's not a plan if one guy decides the whole thing. <laughs> oh, it's a plan. Speaking of Zeke. Let's get into that. Yeah, we got to get into this. We, we um, hit it every week, but obviously it's another week down, another week of, of no Zeke, and uh, <coughs> word has it he's back on his way to Mexico. 
So yeah, I'm gonna take this one. I saw that. Um, I mean, I still find it hard to believe. Cena talked about on ESPN the other day, Adam Schefter and people talking. They brought up a point that I find hard to disagree with. Do you look at Aaron Donald last year, and we're talking about the best defensive player in football. He signed probably oh, what? He signed like his extension a week before the season started last year and got out on the field for the Rams. And now you look at the Cowboys this year, and they start their season with two divisional games. And I still find it hard to believe that Jerry Jones is not going to have Zeke signed before week one. You can't risk a wake-up call against a Giant team that they very well should beat at home. should not be a problem for Dallas to beat the Giants at home. But followed up with another divisional game, and, you know, you don't sign, sign Zeke. They start off 0-2. You're already 0-2 in the division, and you're putting yourselves – in a way deeper hole than you should, where if you have Zeke, I still stick to my guns. That would Zeke, this team's a Super Bowl contender. I think he'll be signed before the season starts. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. My only thing is, I think Jerry Jones is kind of getting – I mean, it's a little different with the whole Rams thing because Jerry Jones is a lot more outspoken than the Rams, ownership, GM, all that. Um, one thing I will say is Zeke – like, it's different in the past with Le'Veon Bell. Zeke doesn't have much leverage, though. He's got two years signed with them. Still less. See, this, this is where I disagree. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. I think Zeke has all the leverage. Um, we talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago. Now I talked to Chaz. When you put Zeke on this field, it literally changes the whole Dallas team. You get him on the field, that team could control the clock on offense and literally control the whole game tempo when he's on the field. You take him off, your whole offensive game plan is changing. We're talking about a defense that was spectacular last year, came out of nowhere. I think it's going to be a top-five defense this year. But something that makes him a top-five defense is, like I said, you control the clock on offense with Zeke. You kind of put together long drives, keep the defense off the field, keep them fresh. The second he's not there, you know, I don't know if they're putting those drives together, changes their whole offensive game plan. Your whole defense is on the field longer than you're anticipating. And I think he's really the one running back in the league that changes the whole way that whole team plays. Yeah, I mean, when you go off straight impact, especially on that in that system, I definitely see what you're saying. And he, he does have some leverage, but you do realize, Gank, that the Cowboys could control him for – a below-average salary for, what, three years? I mean, he has two years left on his deal. This year or next year, yes. Yeah, and then he, yeah. but then he can get franchise tag like Le'Veon Bell did, or he can choose not to. So I, I don't think he has nearly as much leverage as you're saying. Absolutely not, because he still wants to get paid. If he doesn't show up, he ain't getting paid. So that's the only thing I would say. It's not like the guy – I mean, he is incredible. I'm not doubting his talent. But all I'm trying to say is he needs to – I don't see him sitting out the year – even if if he gets a decent offer, I think he'll take it eventually and kind of hold out. But I don't see the Cowboys giving him a crazy deal. I just don't see it. I think they're fools if they don't. I see I see what you're saying where he really does have the leverage. And you're right, he is under contract for two years. But if Dallas doesn't see how much he means to his team, like they're going to learn real quick. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he will have the leverage. Yeah. Then it's – Kind of, what do you do? I think you make the move now, but yeah, I think I, if, if I'm the Cowboys, yeah. I think you need to know, like this is your this is your franchise guy, and this is who 
you are going to build around for the next however many years. And you need to just stop playing games and, and just pay him. Like, he's done enough in his first three seasons that he's earned it. And, like, you start the, the season in, in three weeks, two weeks, and <clears throat> your best player on your team and your whole offense isn't isn't there. He's in Mexico. Like, pay the man and get him to training camp. So that way, come week one, when you're playing the Giants, he's ready to go, and this Cowboys team doesn't have any distractions going into the season. I mean, that that's a simple like. It's what they need to do. Um, they signed Jalen Smith. You know, they're obviously willing to give out the contracts. And the thing that's actually start as confident as I am that Zeke is signed by the season. The that. That sign of Jalen Smith is starting to bring questions to me. So they offered Cooper, they've offered Dak, they've offered Zeke, and none of them signed. And that's it's a little strange to me. But it is. Yeah, also I was I just saw today that Jalen Smith, he approached the Cowboys about it getting the contract signed. But the thing is, can you pay Zeke and Dak that big money? They can. I, I don't know, man. And when it comes I think they have to, it, to. They have to pay Zeke. <laughs> yeah, I know, but the quarterback usually always gets paid. I think I think I agree. Zeke will get paid eventually and all that. But if they sign Zeke, are they looking at not being able to sign Dak as well? That would be my next like kind of big question. Here's the thing. Um, I know what you're saying I like the question. Of, when you sign Jalen Smith to the contract they did, I'd imagine there is still room for Zeke and Zach. Yeah. Dallas, who said they wanted to keep the two and Amari Cooper. After that contract to give Jalen Smith, I think Amari Cooper kind of – I think he kind of starts weaning, yeah. weaning himself out of there because um, I don't see where the money's coming from for all that. Well, and also, like, the Cowboys' identity is right now run. when they have Zeke is to run the football like you yeah. said. Run the football, control the clock, and play your defense. So if you stay to that game plan, there's no point in paying Amari Cooper X amount of dollars just to stand out there and, and block. Like no. you know, what I mean, there's there's no reason if if you're a team that's going to go out and throw the ball 50 times, then you put your money to the receiver and you let Zeke walk. There's the the Cowboys know what they do and and what they do well. So you pay Zeke, you pay Dak if you have to, and you let uh. Yeah, and as much as I would love to mess with Gank about this whole Zeke situation and get them all riled up, uh, one thing I would say is I saw, I mean, if you look at the QBR of Dak with Zeke and without, it is astronomically lower without Zeke. Oh, it's it's like 80 to 50 or something crazy like that. Whereas, I mean, Amari Cooper's a good receiver, but you could replace him. Like, you can find a guy. You could easily replace yeah, him. He's, he's very you can get someone replaceable. in the first round next year and probably get someone that's putting up the numbers he is. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, this this Dak-Zeke combination has been very good for three years now. They've won. I mean, Dak's got the second most wins besides Tom Brady the past three years, I think. That's what people forget. Yeah, yeah that's that's a fact, 100%. Yeah, but like, I mean, insane. To be fair to Jerry Jones, you got to give the GM some credit there of building a good team. So I think eventually he'll get it done because he knows what he's doing. But he's definitely trying to play a little hardball with Zeke, which is dangerous. <laughs> that is very dangerous. Very dangerous. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine he has priorities over Dak. But now we got a fantasy question with Dallas. Um, 
Amari Cooper, with or save Zeke signed or save Zeke isn't signed, like where does he stand on your board? Does he have higher value without Zeke than with Zeke, or do you just stay away from him in general? Uh, Jazzy, you want to take your or is it me? I'll take it. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I think he, he goes up without Zeke, but I think he, either way, he's not he's not really a guy I'm aiming for this year. Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, one thing I will say to play a little bit of devil's advocate there, they did lose Cole Beasley, right? So, I mean. Yeah, they got Rambo Cobb, though. They got, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> well, I don't, okay. Well, is Randall Cobb been healthy the past two years? That would be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> they did get Adam, Randall Cobb. Adam has no idea what happened to the NFL for the last two years. <laughs> um, those guys are pretty blurry to me. I Adam, forgot they got. I forgot they got Randall Cobb. Yeah, said that right they now. Got, they, they got the Cobb master for a year. I I, th- I think Amari's pretty pretty legit, but fantasy wise, I don't I don't see it really much anywhere. Maybe a flex once in a while, but I don't think so now. Yeah, I mean, he came to Dallas last year. He blew the roof off the building. He actually showed up, and he did it with Zeke on the field. And to be honest, like, if Zeke's on the field, I actually kind of like Amari Cooper because, you know, Zeke's bringing that extra man in the box, and they're just going to open up the field for him. I think he could be – I think he's, you know, with Zeke on the field, I think he's another – 1,200-yard receiver, and I think he could push 10 touchdowns. We've seen what he could do with him on the field last year. But the second he takes Zeke off the field, I mean, he's really the only weapon that offense has. As much as Travis is getting excited over Randall Cobb here, I'm... I am not excited over Randall Cobb <laughs> at all. I, I, I cannot, cannot do it. be less excited about Randall Cobb, actually. Yeah, I cannot do it. So the second Zeke gets off the field, it's obviously all eyes on Murray Cooper. I don't know what happens, but, you know, Zeke's on the field. They... He, he was a very good weapon for them last year with him on the field, and I think he has a chance to put up numbers. I want to draft them both because I need Zeke, but I don't hate Cooper. I was simply saying they signed Randall Cobb because they lost Beasley. Right. They did. I was Where just did saying, Beasley end up going? Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo, right? I was, yeah. And he had a big preseason game last week, I think. <laughs> Cole Beasley going to be a top five receiver. Oh, wait. Hot take. <laughs> I got this one. You want to talk about another decent preseason game? Huge preseason game week one. About 7 for 11, I think 80-something yards and a touchdown last week. Ryan Tannehill is taking the job from Marcus Mariota in Tennessee right now. Well, are we talk- Wait, hold on. Are we talking fantasy or are you talking – I'm talking football in general. There's a quarterback battle in Tennessee I'm that they didn't football. think they would have, but they do. <laughs> I thought Gank was trying to talk to me about Ryan Tannehill's fantasy relevance, and I was just going to no. hang up immediately. But No. Uh, no, I actually – I completely agree, Gank. He, he looks good. I was watching the highlights of the game today, and, I mean, Marcus Mariota just does not look like an NFL quarterback. I mean, I love the guy no. coming out. But he just looks so uncomfortable in the pocket. And with Titans with a good defense, they just need a guy who's going to be kind of a game manager, which I think Ryan Tannehill is. So I could definitely see that. Gank, I know we we talked about both these guys from preseason week one. And they played against each other this week. Your your guy Tannehill. And then uh, went against my guy Jarrett Stidham with the Pats. And he balled out again. Jared Stidham, 14 and 19, 193 in a tutty. 
Oh, wow. Have yourself wow. a day. Yeah, against what? Third string guys? But yeah, he, that's he like two it, weeks he, in a row. Yeah, he did it week <laughs> one, too. Yeah, I've heard about this Stidham guy. But He's a rook. Here's the thing that's scary about Stidham. Belichick drafted him. Yeah, so, exactly. like, exactly. <laughs> Belichick drafted Yeah. But, I mean, every year they got this backup quarterback that's like the – who is it? Matt Castle and then Brian Hoyer. And they Jacoby Brissett, Garoppolo. Yeah, come on. Yeah, like, but you got to imagine this one was drafted. No, I like, think Brady's forty-two yeah, years old. Yeah, I think yeah. this one's drafted with a reason. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people said they drafted Jimmy G because they thought he'd be the next guy, and then Brady just. I think play. they thought he was. But yeah, when he had so much trade appeal, they had to trade him. Yeah, and Brady's still and, tra- and Brady's for... still winning Super Bowls. So. We still might see Brady for three more years. For all we know, they might. It might be the same thing. They might draft Stidham saying it's our guy, but then two years later, Brady's coming back out saying I'm starting week one. Like, oh, let's trade this guy. We'll find someone else in the fifth round that will win us games. He's playing quarterback. It's not like the guy is playing linebacker, and Breeze is almost just as old still playing pretty well. So it's not that ridiculous. Like, it's not. He doesn't get hit. If you don't get hit, then what's the, you know, what's the. He's smart. He stays in the pocket. Yeah. I mean, he'll get down when he sees the sack comments. Honestly, he said take shots, but like, he ain't gonna let himself get lit up anymore, no. really. And no. Let's be honest. Other than what 2008, when his tours ACL, like, God, he really hasn't missed many games. Suspension. Yeah. For some bullshit. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> to play <game> bullshit. <laughs> that is such bullshit. That suspension. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, that team came out in the second half with. Regularly inflated footballs and destroyed the Colts. The Colts are dumb for saying anything. There's they still had a shot in that game when those balls were flat. Game's your boy. I Pat, need a bet. It was your boy Pat McAfee. My boy Pat McAfee's been announcing Thursday night college games this year, and I'm hyped. I heard about this. I am hyped. West Virginia's finest, dude. You gotta have you watched? You probably have watched his like highlight tape of his hits after kickoffs. I mean, there. Oh yeah, he, he lays some people out. He, he lays the wood, dude. Dude, he destroyed <laughs> Trendon Holiday one yep. year. Yep. Destroyed him. Um, Adam, I do have one question for you though. Okay. Because you know we got Giant fans, we got Ravens fans. Okay. And you're a Bears fan, so I'm curious on your thoughts about their season coming up. Dude, I I mean, listen, they went 12-4 and four last year. And honestly, I, they, the games they lost, I mean, they lost to the Packers week one. And it was because Rodgers just is absurd and came back from 23 nothing the first game together. Can't wait to hear one of these losses. I, I, I really think the Bears are going to have just as good of a year, if not better. I'm not seeing a regression like – Team's pretty similar. Chuck Pagano's a really good D coordinator. And I'm, you know me, I'm not really that bi- – I will admit if the Bears have a bad year, but I see him winning 12 again. I, I think the Vikings will give him a lot of problems in the NFC North as well. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe they'll go 11-5 and five and don't win the division. But I'm pretty big on it. And maybe they'll lose again in the damn playoffs because they can't get a kicker who can kick. <laughs> Seems to be an issue. Um, I, I'm with you here. I'm big on the Bears this year. Yeah. Um, if I'm more you, I'm more worried about the Packers than Vikings. Just, really? Because as we all know, one, I'm a Kirk Cousins hater. Right. Two, two, this Packers are new coach. I think Aaron Rodgers is actually going to be able to like, take over this offense the way he wants okay. to. And I know you're a big Aaron Rodgers guy. Yeah. Like we all are. I mean, the guy's an incredible talent. But 
when it's all said and done, I do. I they're my biggest worry for the Bears in that division. I do love the Bears. I see no reason why the Bears don't make the playoffs again. I mean, the talent on that defense is something that we've almost really never seen before. I mean, whether it's D-line, linebacker, secondary, that whole defense is just loaded with talent. Um, West defense, I that's similar to that. you got to go go back about five years, 2015 Broncos, but... Yeah, and, I mean, one of the big things that people kind of sleep on is, like you said, they're very talented. I mean, you got Khalil Mack, obviously, but Leonard Floyd, first-round pick. Their linebackers are unbelievable. It's the best linebacking core I think I've ever seen. Dude, like, almost. um, Akeem Hicks is incredible. Uh, Eddie Jackson would have been a higher pick, but he tore his ACL. That's why he dropped to the third or fourth. Danny Trevathan's still there. Danny Trevathan's a stud. I mean, Roquan Smith. Yeah, like, it's unbelievable. It's ridiculous. <laughs> they don't it's even unbelievable. Like, and their team is just like, they don't even have position battles. Like, all their starters yeah. are set. It's just a kicker. So, I mean, good defenses win games. I am pretty – I am high on them. I don't think I'm being biased in saying it either. I'm surprised about you and the Packers. I like Rodgers. I think he'll have a big year. But I still – that defense is still young. They're, they lost guys, too. They cut, what, Mike Daniels and Clay Matthews? I mean, they're older, too. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually a little higher on their defense this year. I'm not saying their defense can come out being, you know, top five, top ten right. defense in the league, but I think they're going to be a little better than what we see in the past. Um, and like I said, when you let Aaron Rodgers free will, yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't have a defense that's going to win a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but Aaron Rodgers free will in the regular season could win you some games. I mean, Kirk Cousins – Still can't beat any playoff caliber teams, and that's why I can't buy the Vikings. Yeah, but they went thirteen and three at Case Keenum. That's what's hilarious. <laughs> that's what's hilarious because Kirk Cousins posted a tweet. I'll never like, I'll never forget responding to this one. He posted a tweet saying, "Not the season we wanted, but we'll be back stronger and better than next year." And the first thing I said is, "Like Whoa. you took the same team Case Keenum got and went thirteen and three with and missed yeah. the playoffs with." Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why should I buy into them? I mean, it was literally the same team on his Kirk Cousins instead of Case Keenum. My only question going off, like, NFC North and, I guess, other divisions really is just wh- how high do you see the Packers going? How many wins? Do you think they'll get more than 10? Mm. What's their over-under for wins? I'll let you know right now. I just – I don't I don't know. I think it was nine or nine and a half. I cannot see them winning more than 10, maybe 11, maybe, but that's a stretch. I don't think that wins the NFC North, honestly. Uh, 11? Nah, I don't know about that. I think, that might be a little steep. I think that that's the best, best, best case scenario, considering Rodgers is healthy for 16 games, too. Love the guy, but he just always hurt, man. Well, you ready for the NFC North? The Vikings over-unders nine wins. Who cares about the Lions? The Packers over-unders nine wins. The Bears over-unders nine and a half. Which, I, mean, which means Vegas has this division beaten up on each other. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it'll be like 11, 11 10, and nine. I could see that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that wouldn't be. That wouldn't surprise me at all. But I do have the Packers winning this division. I got the Bears as a wild card. Five wild card, though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, what are the Bears' Super Bowl odds? I imagine a defense like that probably has them somewhat, like, decent. 
I think they were ten to one. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about if Mitch Trubisky could take that second jump. Like Jared Goff played great last year for the Rams, and they went to the Super Bowl. So, if he can, Bears that- are nineteen to one, but there's only eight teams with better odds than them. There's eight teams with better odds for the Super Bowl, huh? huh. Than the Bears, yeah. Well, no. Tell me, you disagree with any of them? I I, I mean, disagree with one of them. Who are the eight? Yeah. So. What? That one's brutal. I mean, the, the Patriots, the Chiefs are higher, the Eagles are higher. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the Rams are higher. Yes. Are the Seahawks higher? No. No. Yeah, no. Steelers? No. No. Who am I missing right now? Uh, um, Colts. Colts? Colts are higher. And then the Texans, maybe? No. Who are you, high? The fucking Texans? The Texans won 11 games last year. What are you talking about? Yeah, but the Texans don't win in the playoffs. <laughs> they, don't, they can't win a wild card game. Who, who, who am I missing, man? They're missing the Saints and the Browns. Yeah, They're right. missing the Browns right now, too, apparently. Jeez. I, dude, I mean. I would bet money on the Browns to miss the playoffs this year. I would too. People are so high on them, and every time teams are that high on a team, they always underachieve. Yeah. The Browns are more obsessed with the Giants than they are themselves. And that's hilarious. Uh, do you know who else is not? The Bears are 19 1. Eight teams better odds than them. There's one other team that's 19 1 to win the Super Bowl right now. Steelers. No, they're right behind this team at 21 1. The Green Bay Packers. Wow. The Packers and the Bears have the same chance in the Super Bowl. I, I'm not trying to be a, a Bears bias. I understand. I personally, like I said, I think Aaron Rodgers could lead his team in the division, but in terms of a Super Bowl team, I think the Bears have better odds than that. I'm with you on that, Adam. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's just, I mean, they were a field goal away from going to the divisional round, and with that defense, I mean. That's. But, that's how I feel. I'm with you. Like, that defense is – it's a Super Bowl caliber talent on the defense. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, there'll be my, maybe be a slight regression, but I don't see it, man. That team is – their D is stacked. How do you feel about Tariq Cohen this year, though? Who else – I mean, or – and the rookie, David Montgomery from Iowa State. I watch him tear it up against West Virginia a few oh, times. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean so. – well, the, the the thing is, is they love Montgomery. Like, Nagy hasn't stopped talking about how great they, the guy is. But, I mean, being a little bit – you know, watching a little bit closer, being a fan, Mike Davis is really running the ball well, and he's getting first-team reps. So I don't know if they – Yeah, dude, it's a little three-headed monster. Yeah, I don't think they're quite ready to give him <clears throat> Montgomery yet, so I would stay away from the backfield completely if I were you. I mean, Tariq Cohen's more of a receiving threat anyway. PPR guy. Yeah, but I, I just – like, Montgomery is going to be very good. But Mike Davis is playing really well. He had a really low-key good year with the Seahawks numbers-wise last year, I think. Right. But, so, I mean, as for that backfield, I would stay completely away from it. And they just signed somebody from the Chiefs, too, so who knows. Did they really? Yeah. You signed from the Chiefs. Somebody from the Chiefs. I don't remember who it was, but. Well, the Giants are 80 to one to win the Super Bowl, and there's only only five teams with worse odds than that. They're going to be so bad. I disagree. 
we're gay. Come on. I'm not saying they're going to be good. I'm not going to say they're going to be so bad, though. Are they going to win more than six games? Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Seven. Wow. Seven. Wow. The drive schedule favors them. They'll win seven Does games. It? I haven't seen it. Their schedule is not all bad. I mean, you got um, the skins twice. Got the skins twice. They also have the birds and cowboys twice. Yeah. They do. Um, but they got the AFC East, so they have the Bills. They have the Finns. They play the NFC North, too, don't they? What's up? They play the NFC North, right? Yeah, the Lions. And... Yeah, they get the Lions. Um, I can read you seven teams. I could, I think so. I mean, Dallas, whatever. But their schedule is fair. Like the drawing schedule, they actually have a chance to start throwing one before it could get ugly. That's a bit ambitious. Before it goes downhill. I mean, they might. They're gonna lose week one at Dallas, especially if Zeke signs. But then you got Buffalo, Tampa Bay, and Washington. Yeah, Buffalo is not an easy team, though. It's not for the Giants are home. Okay. Uh, I was okay. gonna say that's if I was in Buffalo. If it was in, oh, if it was in Buffalo, I, think, game I would think totally different. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So Buffalo, and then what were the next two? Tampa Bay and Washington. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they can win those things for sure. And then they got to play Minnesota, and then have to go to New England. Not expecting oh. much in those two. Oh boy. But then they could go steal two more wins. So they have Arizona. They're home against Arizona and at Detroit. They should win both those. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, one on one, maybe. They got the Jets. They got Miami. They got Washington again. Like I said, I'm not saying the Giants are going to be good, but like their schedule is favorable where they can like steal seven wins this year. Yeah, not that's fair. And I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. Bad teams, they could beat. Yeah, they could beat those teams for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not expecting the playoffs. Don't do not get me wrong. Okay, all right. Well, we just wanted to make sure. I, 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 so. though I have my little biasness, but like I can be honest with. <laughs> I am honest too. Not saying playoffs, but when you look at their schedule, I mean, they won five games last year. I think six, seven's possible yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. They're over under six. So that's why when he said that number, I was like, "That's that's been a talk at my house for a little." And that's not <laughs> to say they don't steal one against the Eagles or the Cowboys, though. I mean, NFC East, man, you could always steal a divisional game. Like you that. never yep. ever know with that with NFC East. Yeah, they steal one against Dallas Week One if Zeke ain't signed. Well, I mean, if he's not signed, that's distraction and everything going into that game. I th- the only thing that's tough is in Dallas. I wish I wish the Giants were home. They were home, no Zeke on the field. Oh, that would be that would be. Fun. I think the Giants might actually really be able to steal that one. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. I don't know. They're still seven and a half point underdogs, the Giants, for that one. I'll take that if Zeke's off the field. You don't think the line will move? Probably will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the odds right now, the drives to go five and eleven at plus three forty is the best odds they have. Like the lows. Oh no, six and ten is plus three hundred. Dang, I haven't really heard your uh, your, we'll say dissertation on Daniel Jones yet. 
Daniel Jones. Gangs, gangs, I like, right. likes him. I like, yeah. Like, when he got drafted, a lot of people, obviously, against him. And yeah. I get why people are against him. Like, you know, he's this quarterback from Duke, and he didn't really have a winning record at Duke. Like, it makes a lot of sense why John fans are against him. But the one thing I bought into him is me as a gambler, like, he kept Duke in games. Like, Duke football's bad. They've always been yeah, they're, bad. They're not good. But they were always heavy, like, underdogs and everything. He was good enough to keep them in games. So, like, you bet him and you would cover a spread. And, like, he quietly won me a decent bit of money at Duke. So, like, I watched, <laughs> I, I watched Duke football a little more than I should have. And it was li- literally because of him, because he would keep them in games. Um, okay. I mean, six overall, I didn't love it. But I wasn't mad at the pick like everyone was either. I was like, I've seen this guy play enough to know that, like, I'm not buying everything they're saying against him. Like, I feel like he can't throw it. And the one thing we haven't seen yet, what I think he's sneaky about, is, like, he can run the football when he has to. He can really run the football when he has to. Yeah, I think the big thing was just that they took him a little early, right? That was kind of big. That was my biggest issue with it. But other than that, like, in terms of his, you know, talent and skill level – I don't hate him as our future. I'm definitely willing to give him a shot, but, you know, I'm still not sold on the fact that when people say the Giants couldn't get him at 17, there's no way they're falling to him that that's true because I still buy that. I think think he would have been there at 17 if the Giants waited. Wow. Yeah. But that – I mean, if that's my only issue, whatever, because if he turns out to be your guy, then it, it, doesn't it really – it don't matter. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't yeah. Really matter when you picked him at all. Yeah. But other than that, though, I don't know. I'm willing to give him a shot. I'm still all in on Eli this year, so I'm also a firm believer that if you draft a rookie and have a – give a guy a year experience on the bench, kind of a watch, especially – I'm not saying that Eli's obviously, you know, the superstar quarterback that he is, but like Eli's a smart enough quarterback for where I think he's a good guy to learn from. Yeah, he is. And I mean, much as I'd say, he doesn't, he's got two Super Bowls, so. He's got enough of a brain. Gank, one day, what's going He's done something right in his career. Uh, what's up, Adam? One day we, I know we used to have this debate all the time, and, I'd love to get you riled up by Eli Manning not being a Hall of Famer. I mean, you're really going to bring this up right now. <laughs> Do you actually believe the guy's not a Hall of Famer? <laughs> you really believe this guy's not a Hall of Famer? No, I consider myself a pretty knowledgeable football fan. I wouldn't say that. But <laughs> I think he is just – I don't know. Yeah. Not He'll be- guy showed up. But I mean, you've heard me say this a million times. That first Super Bowl, yeah, he played well, but – People forget that he, you know, championship came out a lot of points. Super Bowl only put up 17. It was the defense that won it, so. Yeah, Tom Brady put up like 13 or 14 and won it this year. Also true. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I'll go back to my same argument. We are talking to a guy with two Super Bowl MVPs. Yeah. Obviously, two ranks. That is top 10 in pretty much every major passing category, completions, yards, touchdowns, like all time. I mean, I think it's – to be honest, Go to be honest, when you look at the numbers and everything, when he's like top 10, all that, two-time Super Bowl MVP, two rings, there's honestly no reason why the guy like 
almost isn't like a first or second ballot no. Hall of Famer. No. But I agree. I agree. But he won't be first ballot, obviously, just the way it goes. But he will get in yeah. pretty pretty soon to like after he retires. You think they'll make his plaque of his face he makes when there's like blitzers coming? <laughs> a dumbass face. <laughs> I hope he does now. <laughs> I root for it. I mean, we. Adam, how hyped are you that Daniel Jones is Eli Manning 2.0 and he might have another, like, 10 years of Eli Manning on the Giants? Yep, yep. I mean, that's... That's it right there. It's at a point, too, where, like, it's bad. Yeah. He answered, like, you could tell he lies in his ear on how to answer questions and everything. <laughs> and it's hilarious, but... Wow. Yeah, and no, I just like like getting you and Foosh riled up about Eli Manning and the Giants because you Giants fans just love Eli Manning. <laughs> He's hard not to love. He's done a lot for us. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Like I've like, I've grown up hating Eli, like, and everyone knows that. Yeah, but I, if I was a Giants fan, I know I would I would absolutely love him. Yeah, absolutely. He showed up. He showed up. Like, but if, I mean, but yeah. I, I, I just it's just funny how like how it switches, like, if you're a fan of a team versus not. And how, like, you'll go to war for him just because he's on your team. Bro, yeah. Bro, if Jay Cutler wasn't the quarterback for the Chicago Bears, I would have loved every second of that guy. <laughs> I love Jay Cutler. Everyone that isn't <laughs> on the team with Jay Cutler absolutely loves Jay Cutler. <laughs> love Jay Cutler. You were supposed to be in the booth a couple years ago until the fans had Tannehill. Nah, he's got a smoking hot wife. He's just chilling at home doing nothing. His wife's so hot. So hot. So hot. <laughs> Who else has a hot wife? Who? Eli. That can't be true. I'll go, go Google nah, Eli's nah, wife. Well, bro, if you're an NFL QB on a hot wife, there's something seriously wrong with you. <laughs> that's that's actually probably one of the most true things we've said on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting hyped for week one to start making these bets. Jeez. Adam, by the way, on this whole podcast, I'm at 3-0 on my preseason bets right now. Uh, well, yeah, what's the phrase? Um, we're making you money or something? I mean, I'm always making new money. So you listen. <laughs> oh, that's the that's the most false thing I've heard on this podcast. Yeah, but. It's, it's <laughs> oh, I already found the bet. I'm betting, my te- I'm betting my team tomorrow. Oh, my Giants plus three against the Bengals. I'm going oh, to the Ravens yeah. game tomorrow. I might have to bet them. Are you going? Yeah, they're in Philly, bro. Holy shit. How much your tickets first? Uh possibly. I have to talk to my people and then but even if not, they're like they're twenty bucks. Yeah, I refuse to spend a dime on preseason game. I usually refuse to go preseason game even for free, but I mean it's right across the street, so <laughs> The Ravens, yeah, but, the Ravens, the Ravens came. Yeah, but it, so that's I what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm saying now. If like the squad's gone, might be worth it going to have a couple of drinks. Yeah, exactly. Gank, I'm, 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 I'm going to see Lamar gonna for have... Lamar's going to play probably a quarter and a half. Yeah, it's the third game. What's up, AT? Nothing. I just heard you say have a couple of drinks. I'm like, what are you talking about? Have a couple of drinks? You don't know what a couple of drinks. Come on. Yeah, no, that's true. I always um. <laughs> Yeah, I know what that turns into. Sounds like missed work on Friday, so I probably shouldn't go. <laughs> but, um, Duff's I don't. Up for it. 
Is he? Wow. Yeah. No kidding. No, he's not. I swear to God. Tomorrow. Yeah. Bullshit. I swear on <laughs> my life. Bullshit. Yeah, this was, this you was got you group. got a ride, bud. Yeah, this was in our group, I think, actually. Yeah. No, he's dead ass going up. Jesus Christ. All right, I'll believe that when I say it. But um Yeah, right. It's football. He'll actually show up. Yeah, seriously. Giants plus three. Yeah, he will. Giants plus three. Three now in the preseason on the show. We're looking for four now. Um, Adam, thanks for joining us, bud. Boys, it's been a pl- absolute pleasure. I, Adam, pleasure we, need, a- we need you back more times. I mean, we got a bunch of guests that are neat that want to come on the show. We got a couple we actually got to give the benefit of the doubt to, but we need you back. I'd be one of these shows whenever. I'm have to, I'll do a little more homework because I'll actually be in the states for a couple months, so I can watch a little. Yeah, show, so. exactly. And here's the thing, too. I mean, pretty much after next week's shows, all our shows get to the point where it's football season, and it's literally the same thing. We're going game by game, talking about every game, talking about what we like to bet for the game. So, like, when we get right. on for those ones. You literally just start studying our games and. You'll know. Let's get it rocking. I'm excited. It'll be game by game picks, but thanks for joining, buddy. All right, boys. We'll get you back on. Later.